Hello, welcome to the Confidence Mastery Podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Bailey. And today we have the amazing Nikki Baloo with us. And I'm very excited to speak with you today. So thank you for joining us, Nikki. Natalie, God bless you. Thanks for having me on the show. Honored to be here. Super excited. Amazing. Thank you. Um, I don't know who's more excited. You look you look as excited as I am. So <laughs> um, could you give the listeners and watchers um, just an introduction to you, who you are, what you do? Sure. I'm actually originally an immigrant from the Middle East. I'm a Christian from Iran. When I was 11 years old, the Islamic Revolution happened in Iran. And my whole world got turned upside down. My late father, God rest his soul, could see the writing on the wall. This wasn't going to be a great place to raise his Christian family. He made a plan, he executed it, got us out of Iran, and eventually settled us where I now live in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Mm -hmm. And at the time, I was mad. I didn't want to leave my home. I didn't want to leave my friends. But looking back, thank God for my father, because what he did changed the trajectory of my family's history. We went from tyranny to freedom. Mm -hmm. And as a result, I've become a champion of freedom, free expression, and free enterprise. And I think all of us here in the West, we cannot take our freedoms for granted. We need to stand up for freedom. We need to stand up for free expression. We need to stand up for free enterprise and not allow these fascists to come and take that away from us. It's very, very, very important. And my father was uh, of the same mind. He was an entrepreneur. He was an uplifter of people. If he knew you, Natalie, and you were looking for work, he would make phone calls and get you a job. If he knew you and you're looking to start a business, he would sit down with you and help you get that business started. He'd even get you access to capital advisors. If he knew you and you were looking to buy a car, a house, an apartment, and you didn't quite have enough money, dad would pop you up so you could buy that car, that house, that apartment. Um, that's who he was. That's what he was all about. And you know, you might be thinking to yourself, Nikki, who does that? Well, the late great Napoleon Ballou, for one. Why would he do that? Well, first of all, he was a devout Christian. He believed he'd been blessed by God. It was his duty to share those blessings with others. But secondly, he did it because he could. He had the financial wherewithal to do so. Yeah. Me, I wanted to be like dad. So eventually I became an entrepreneur and I got in the serving professions. I helped people. And what I saw was there was a lot of good people in business. You know, Hollywood likes to try and make business people look like bad people, but the best people go into, into business. They're the ones with the biggest hearts. They're the most caring people. They want to help people, employ people, create opportunities. Our very best go into business. It's just incredible that, that that's so misrepresented out there in Hollywood. But these good people, they don't understand, you know, how to run a business. Mm -hmm. They understand what they do. They're good at it. They're a good coach, a good mortgage broker, a good realtor, a good psychologist, whatever, but not good at business. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I show good people like that who are overwhelmed by things like marketing and sales and financial statements and customer service and blah, blah, blah. I show them how to take care of all that so their business goes off a plateau and grows. And especially, I'm really good at helping people with marketing and sales. Yeah, A lot of people get scared to sell. In the UK and Canada where I live, they don't want to be seen as pushy, right? They don't want to be seen as someone with commission breath. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? <laughs> I've not had that one before. <laughs> so they don't go after business that they should go after. Yeah. And that's bad for them because they don't get the business they should get 
it's bad for that client because someone good would have helped them and they don't get help by them. And then some charlatan marketer swoops in. They don't care whether they deliver or not. They get the business and they don't care whether the other person gets any value. Mm-hmm. And the sum total of goodness in the world goes down. And I saw this. It bothered me. So I thought I'm going to show these people how to like take the attention off of them and put the attention on the person in front of them. Because my dad used to say, business is about people, not money, son. Yeah. That's someone's I- wife, someone's daughter, someone's sister. You know, um, that is somebody's. Mother. Yes. Yeah. That I- is somebody's father. Mm-hmm. husband son right um father like come on you got to be there to help them and when you take the attention off you and you put the attention on them you're not wondering are they gonna like me oh my god they're gonna buy from me like forget all that and then instead be thinking they're in pain i wonder if i can be of service to them mm-hmm. you know and that that is really when i started to teach people how to do that and rewire their thinking they would double, triple, quadruple their sales just by focusing on being of service rather than of selling. You don't want to be sold. I don't want to be sold, but we all love to be served. Yes. We love to be served by a caring advocate. That's number one. And number two, you got to have a dialed in message. You, you People need to understand who you are and why they should do business with you. And if, when, if someone asks you what you do, I'm a coach, I'm a consultant, I'm a mortgage broker, I'm a psychologist. No, no, no. No one cares. What they're asking is, what can you do for me? Yeah. And your message needs to be along those lines. So I had this woman who was a doctor of natural medicine, naturopath, successful, came to see us, doing six figures a year. Her father was dying of brain cancer, geoblastoma, and she was daddy's girl, daddy's girl. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And um, she wanted to honor him by growing her business into a success. So anyways, long story short, um, she came to us and we saw her message was like non-existent, right? She was like, I can help anybody with any health problem. That's not going to work. So we did a little exercise with her. And if you don't mind, I'm going to show you the exercise. Yeah, go for it. So I developed thought leadership with these awesome tools and... The exercise that we did with her was, who are the clients you got the best results for? Mm -hmm. Who are the clients that you enjoyed working with the most? And who are the clients who paid you the best? Right? Yep. And then where that intersects, that's your ideal client. Mm -hmm. So we did this exercise with her and it took us a while to really get the answers to these because they're not immediately obvious, right? But turns out that her ideal client is a professional woman over the age of 40 married with kids successful good marriage but overweight and not feeling pretty and beautiful anymore and bothered her Mm -hmm. she thought you know life had passed her by and that she was aging and it was really upsetting her you know what i mean they would she'd never tell people she'd sound good but inside it bothered her so We helped her get a message together to say, hey, you know, tired of feeling like life is passing you by, like you're aging, like you can't get any better at this. Get your sexy back. Love it. And um, she doubled her income in year one. 
doubled it again in year two and doubled it again in year three. She went from six figures a year to a run rate of six figures a month. Amazing. That just goes to show the power of knowing who your ideal client is. And I really like what you said there. Who do you enjoy working with the most as well? Because you need to have some joy in what you do, don't you think? You do, 100%. 100%. Without it, you're screwed. Without it, you're completely screwed. Yeah. Because yeah. like, life's too short to be miserable. That's one of the things that I, I often say, probably every day. <laughs> You know, you, you can't spend your life on the hamster wheel doing things that aren't making you happy and don't serve you. So being able to, you know, show that there's a proven way to get yourself in front of the right people is going to clearly makes a huge difference to your outcome. Um, it does. Yeah. So you call it thought leadership. Tell us about thought leadership. Well, you know, that's a great question. The best way to understand thought leadership is to draw a distinction in between an expert and a thought leader. An expert is someone who knows something, right? But experts are a dime a dozen. A thought leader is someone who's known for knowing something, okay? Thought leaders are rare and valuable. Another way to say it is like an expert plays, you know, cover music. They're like a cover band, while a thought leader plays original music. You with Mm -hmm. me? Mm -hmm. So when you're a thought leader, you've taken the time to think through things and put it out there into the world in a very original fashion. And business is about, my father used to say, solving problems for people for profit. You know, problems for people for profit. And in the sense that's the purpose of any business, right? That's what you need to do. You need to solve problems for people for profit. That is important. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And when, when you're not, able to do that for folks right um when you're focusing on the money you're not gonna be successful doesn't work that way does it thought leadership is thinking caring deeply about a group of people and the problems they're facing and understanding which of those problems are level 10 what we call bleeding neck problems that you gotta stop the bleeding right away that's the type of problems you go to solve because that's what people are willing to pay for. Mm -hmm. Right? So if you're in business and you understand that and you create your messaging to comport with that, you're going to get good people want your help Mm -hmm. and they're willing to pay. They're absolutely willing to pay. It's a good thing. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, you're getting paid. They're getting value and then it makes the world a better place because, I mean, we, we need some more of that going on, don't we? We do. We do. We do. We do. We do. We do. Yeah. And I, I think it's really important to, like, I like what you, the, the terminology thought leader because thinking and being creative and using the skills that you have, but then expanding upon them is going to be something that helps to make you stand out from, from other people who may do the same or similar in your field. And, you know, you talk about marketing and sales in the business. What do you think about personal brand with that? Well, thought leadership is a personal brand. That's what it is. It's just a personal brand plus, 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 right? Like the whole definition of thought leadership is being known for knowing something. That's having a strong personal brand. And did you, 
does imagery come into any of this do you think like for example what, what do you mean by like my hair is red and long and now everybody knows me for that if i change my hair i'm gonna have a, a bit of a rough time <laughs> changing that image well you know i guess it depends on what you're um what you're offering into the marketplace um our definition of thought leadership is it's very much focused on what you do for people and not so much focused on you and how you look and how you do things. I mean, those are interesting to be sure, but yeah. far yeah. more interesting is how you're of service. Yeah. How you're of service. You, you know what I mean? Um, obviously good logos, good branding, good imagery is good stuff, but that's not my thing i don't mm -hmm. i don't go around telling people you should have your hair look this way or or whatnot there's people who do that and and you know more power to them and more power to the folks that know how to use that well what i what i'm good at is i'm good at helping you get paid yeah i'm good at putting money in your jeans and here's the other thing that a lot of people don't understand is that um you absolutely must understand that um most people undervalue themselves you understand what i'm saying yep. they massively yep. undervalue themselves and they charge too little and the yep. problem with this is that not only does this hurt you and your business you don't make enough money you understand what i'm saying it also hurts you and your business because your client doesn't get the result it hurts your client when you undercharge now, why do I say that? So, Natalie, I'm going to show you one of my books, okay? I've yeah. actually written, um, these are seven of my nine books that I've published. Yeah, seven of my nine books, right? Um, now, this is my most famous and successful book. It's Finish my that. second skinniest book. Yeah, Finish Line Thinking. Now, if you want to make a million dollars a year, this book is a great book to start with. And then I also wrote a book with a client of mine with whom, who is making a million dollars a year called How to Create a Million Dollar a Year Income. Okay. Everything you need, if you go on Amazon right now and you order these two books for under 50 pounds, which is not a lot of money, mm -hmm. you will have every piece of coaching wisdom that you need to make that million dollars a million pounds a year you with me yeah. everything now do you want to guess how many people have bought those books and done that made a million dollars not enough okay no that's not the right just guess <laughs> give me a number that's not a number a number between what and what <laughs> no just guess how many people do you think have bought those two books and use them to make a million dollars i'm gonna say none that's the correct answer none now how many people do you believe have paid me between 20 and a hundred thousand dollars and made a million dollars as a result of my direct guidance to them oh, a specific number i don't know um but 11. probably 11, 11. 11. Okay. I was going to say definitely a number of not zero because not zero. extra accountability and coaching. No, 
Right. All that's good and important and all that. Don't get me wrong. But the people who bought the book for under 50 pounds valued the advice at under 50 pounds. And the people who paid me 20 to $100,000 valued the advice mm-hmm. at 20 to $100,000. Now, when you value something at under 50 pounds, how much care and attention do you give it versus when you value something at 20 to 100,000? It's a very, very good point. When a client pays money, real money, they want a return on their investment, Mm -hmm. commensurate with their investment. They show up different. I don't know a ton about you and your business, okay? I know I like you. You got great flaming red hair. You came to the show in a very cool, relaxed way. You're wearing a bikini on a show. First time for me (laughs) to be on a show where the host is wearing a bikini. I got to tell you that right now. You know. First time for everything. You're really cool. Okay. Um, but let's just imagine you decided to speak to me and say, Nikki, you know what? I really want to make a million pounds a year. I'm 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 I want to do it. And you told me why that was important to you. And um there was a real like burning desire to use Napoleon Hill's terminology, right? And I said to you, great, Natalie, great. I got a track record. I've done this for a bunch of people. Here's how we're going to do it. There's an initial program. You fly to Toronto. You're with us for three days. We get you started. And then after that, there's an ongoing program. And and it's a year at a time. But we say, be with us for three years. We'll get you the three million. And if you said to me, okay, Nikki, this sounds great. I'm ready to do it. How much are you going to charge me for this and I said, oh, a thousand pounds for three years of work. You're 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 gonna go what? You're gonna go is this guy nuts? Like, obviously he's not who I thought he was, right? Like he can't do it. While if my answer to you was, Natalie, you're gonna need to pay us ten thousand pounds to start, and over three years it'll be a hundred thousand dollars that you'll pay us. Plus, you'll need to invest another thirty to fifty thousand pounds over the next three years. On top of that, so your total investment will be one hundred and fifty thousand over three years. So that'll work out to roughly fifty thousand pounds a year mm-hmm. if you wanted to work it out that way. But by the end of the three years, your results would be permanently you'd be making between five hundred thousand pounds and two million pounds a year, year after year after year after year. Now, you might go, holy crap, that's 150,000 pounds, but your woman's uh, businesswoman's brain would also go, that's about right. Mm-hmm. For me to make that kind of money, that really is what I would need to invest. He's, he's for real. He's not, he's not, he's not a flighty idiot, right? <laughs> he's, he's like, he's right. That's it. Yeah. That's about it. He's not just trying to take my money and run. He's giving me a real deal. Now I got to decide. Do I want to do this? Yes or no. And if you really want the goal and you know, a like, can trust me, and you know, you, you, you think I'm a good person. I'm not going to rip you off. I'm going to be there for you. Then honestly, you'd be a fool not to say, yeah, Nikki, I'm in, let's do it. Let's get started. Right. Because mm-hmm. that is what really is the right answer for you to get that result. 
Now, I'm going to tell you a story of a client of mine. This gentleman, I am so sorry. I've got to blow my nose. Um, shoot, I don't even have a yeah, I'll be right back. Just stop us first. Right. So this client of mine was in Manhattan. Yeah, in Manhattan in New York. His name was Chris. Now, he owned a uh, acupuncture clinic based on ancient Chinese acupuncture techniques. Okay. Chris was a rock star. Really, really good at what he did. You know what I mean? And um, here's what happened. He was introduced to me. And when he was introduced to me, he said to me, Nikki, I got a business. It's successful. I make about 150000 a year in sales. I said, great. He said, but that's not enough because money comes in, money goes out. Mm -hmm. And I said to him, wow, that's pretty cool. Okay. <laughs> I said, how much money do you want to make? He said, um, a million, seven figures. I'm like, okay. So I said, let's do a deep dive and look at your, your business, right? So I, I did a deep dive with him. We, there's a process and whatnot. And um, guess what happened? We saw he had a good message. He had a good understanding of his ideal target market. There were like successful, rich people in Manhattan, a lot of celebrities. Robert De Niro was a client of his at one point. Um, nice. There was only one thing wrong with this whole business. He didn't charge properly. Say, so did he not? He didn't charge properly, did he? <laughs> he didn't charge properly. So I like told him, I said, listen, man, you're not charging enough. He goes, okay. So what do I do? Raise my fees 10%? I just, I said, no, man. He said, what, 20%? I said, no, buddy. He said, what, 30%? Like, you started to get increasingly agitated. And I said, no, man, 20-fold what he said i can't do that man they're, they're, no one's gonna buy i said calm down you are undercharging based on who your clientele is mm -hmm. you're in manhattan you're charging like you're in brooklyn and you're not just in manhattan you're with the elite of manhattan and you're charging like people are in brooklyn nothing wrong with brooklyn but people the elite of brooklyn. manhattan <laughs> they expect to pay a certain way Mm -hmm. They're not taking you serious. So he wouldn't 20 fold his prices, but he would seven fold his prices. Okay. Good stop. What happened was he instantly 20 folded his business. Like his existing clients started to like go, okay, wow, I can bring my friends here now. And so he started to get, um, how can I put this? I know what you want to say. <laughs> the top best clients working with them, like big name people. And in four months, he added $1 million to his business. He went from 150000 to $1.2 million in four months, not run rate. I mean, $1.2 in four months. It was crazy, crazy. That's the Why? power of positioning as well, isn't it? It's the power of positioning and it's the power of owning your value. Now, it's not just as simple as me telling you, Natalie, raise your fees. And if you don't own it, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. But I showed him how to own his value and that's how he made money. 
And when you undercharge your clients, you're hurting them and you're hurting you and you're hurting the world. Because again, a charlatan is going to come and get that business that mm-hmm. you should have got. I'm, I'm glad you're saying that because I, I tell people a similar thing all the time. Like, put your prices up. It's, it's too cheap. You're attracting the wrong people and you're not valuing yourselves. So knowing your worth and having the confidence to go, you know, I've got this experience. It's, it's worth this investment. And this is what it is. Like you say, like owning it and giving yeah. yourself permission to be successful in that way. Because exactly. that's where that's where everything then compounds then thereafter that. Thousand percent. Thousand percent. How- now the the other thing that I saw was that there's so many people who you were talking about positioning were not positioning themselves right. And they were following these gurus, these charlatan marketers. They kept telling them Hey, build a sales funnel. Spend sixty thousand on you running ads. Well, most people can't do that, right? Mm-hmm. They don't have sixty grand to throw at ads, right? Or um, do launches, do LinkedIn. Like, give me a freaking break, right? You can't. That that's a strategy, a tactic. It's not a business, and it wouldn't work for them. And they're like wondering what they did wrong. Well, you didn't do anything wrong except follow the wrong person. So. We had a woman who was a top coach, but she wasn't making any money. And I mean any money. Now. A good month for her was 2000 An average month for her was 500 bucks, right? And she had spent $125,000 on gurus. $125,000. Her husband said to her, honey, give me your credit card. You're spending us in the poorhouse. And so she gave him the credit card back, but she was very upset because she was like, I know I'm good. I know I can help people. I just need a way to get them to know who we are. Mm -hmm. So we saw what she was doing wrong. We sat with her. We helped her fix it. Her message was dialed in and we told her, you don't need to do all these fancy launches and funnels and whatnot. So just Put yourself out there. Go meet people that are already in your network. So she started to do that. She went from 2000 to 20000 Amazing. And January over January, she showed us the previous January before she started working with us. She did $500 that month. The January she did work with us, which was like six, seven months in, she did over $52,000. Some increase, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, man. Yeah, it was good. And why? Stop stop believing the charlatans. The charlatans don't care about your success. I'm agnostic as to how you get clients through the door. Mm. I have about 10, 10 ways which I show people that they can get clients through the door. I'll share four or five of them with you right now. One of them is your own market, your own warm market, people you know, your own network. Mm-hmm. Most people don't ever approach their network and your network is worth a quarter million to you that you're not accessing minimum. Secondly, it's um, podcasting, being on a podcast as a guest. I've made over six figures doing that. Actually, I've made over $300,000 in sales doing that. Having your own podcast, great way to get business. Mm-hmm. Stages, great way to get business. Um, a referral strategy, great way to get business. 
you know, you don't need to become some sort of crazy to go get $60,000 on ads. That's like nuts. It's nuts. Unless you want to do that. Yeah. yeah, unless you want to do that, which is fine. I don't recommend it. Yeah, definitely. Always, like, for want of a better phrase, tap into the people you do already know and that you can help. And then that opens up, opens you yeah. up to their network as well. Referrals and networking is a massive thing. And I, as you alluded to earlier, you know, people need people. Business is a people thing. And we're in property as well. And property is a very people-centric business. It's not, it I mean, a lot of it is about, obviously the math has to work, but it's about the relationships you build and the people on your team, the people that you work with, and ultimately the people buying the houses. So it's creating that service for them and whilst doing doing other things. And then the door opens to so many other opportunity when you realise that that person that I know even from, I don't know, a, a job that you used to have, you might be able to help. So thinking about all of those avenues and not just not like do a Facebook Live every day. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Facebook Lives are great and all. Don't get me yeah. wrong. They're fun yeah. to do, but yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not the be all and end all. There are other untapped resources that, that need to be explored. And I think a lot of the reason that people don't go ahead and do things is because they sit in their comfort zone. And this is one of the things that I I speak about a lot. So I'm interested in your thoughts on getting people out of their comfort zone and having the confidence to to go forward and make these changes. Well, you know, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, There's an American writer by the name of David Goggins. Okay. And um, David's a black man. Uh, yeah. ex-Navy SEAL, and he does these crazy, insane uh, endurance races. Endurance races, yeah. I've listened to yeah, his book. And, and um, yeah, I've read both his books, and he talks in his latest book, Never Finished. Okay, here we go. I just, I just finished it a little while ago. He talks about how we're living in the era of Generation Soft. Okay. And you've got to make a decision. Yeah. Your decision has to be do I want to be the best I can be or do I want to be comfortable? Ed Milat said that greatness and comfort cannot coexist. Greatness and comfort cannot coexist. You got to make a decision. There are four qualities that I look for when I choose an entrepreneur to work with by the way um i'll tell you a story of one of uh these folks who was in the real estate investment business actually um name's victor minash he um he does the real estate espresso podcast if you uh i don't want to check that out i shall do um so victor came to see me when he was doing deals on properties that were between five and 20 doors per deal. You know what I mean? Um, like townhouse projects, things like that. And he, he did well, he made six figures a year in income and he was, you know, growing his portfolio it was great. 
I worked with him for four years. Mm -hmm. And by the time we were done, he was doing 1,000 and 2,000 unit deals. And he was making over a million dollars a year. Income over and above his investment, mm -hmm. net worth growing, right? Now, how did that happen? He became a thought leader through my coaching. I showed him how to become a sharper salesperson, which he needed to do. Mm -hmm. And how did he become a sharper salesperson? Well, he started speaking his message from a position of authority and positioning and thought leadership. He created, a, he wrote a book, he created the podcast. He started to speak to people in a big way about the things that um, were relevant to him in the world of real estate investing. And, but Victor was decisive. When I first met Victor, I um, approached him about working together. And Victor, you know, was decisive. And you need to be decisive. Mm -hmm. You cannot be a tire kicker. You cannot be a dabbler, a hobbyist. Like, to decide is to kill off the alternative. What other words have side at their root? Well, homicide, genocide, suicide, regicide. All these words are about killing things off. Deciding means I'm not going to live my old life. I'm only going to live my new life, right? I'm going to grow this business. Then you got to also be committed. Every master was once a disaster. So you got to be willing to be a disaster before your master. You got to be willing to suck before you're bad, before you're mediocre, before you're average, before you're okay, before you're decent, before you're good, before you're great, before you're iconic, before you're the best that ever was. That is commitment. Mm -hmm. Like when I work with Victor and like he had those two points and then you got to be coachable. Like yes. I, you would not believe how many people I run into who like they hire me and then they go, well, I, I'm going to do it this way. I'm like, I'm sorry. I apologize. I thought I was the coach and you were the coachee. I, I made a mistake, I guess. And they're going, well, you, I, I'm smart. And this is the danger zone of the entrepreneur. When they're between a half a million a year and five million a year in income, they start to think their shit doesn't stink. Mm. They start to think they know better. I had a guy I took to over a million and he was like this and he's like, well, Nikki, you know, I think I really did all this myself. I go, yeah, right. Sure you did. Back in the day when you were broke and you didn't have a pot to piss in. Before you met me, you, you were doing this all by yourself. I mean, it wasn't that you met me and I coached you and I showed you what to do. I mean, go stop being an idiot. Be coachable and be humble. Okay. Robin Sharma said, you want to double your income, triple your investment in personal professional development. If you don't have a coach right now, you're a fool. If you're not part of a mastermind right now, that's a mistake. If you're not doing a course right now, that's a mistake. If you're not attending a conference right now, that's a mistake. If you're not reading books right now, that's a mistake. Now, hey, I got seven books here. If you're cheap, go buy these books. You can get them all together for under 300 bucks, okay? You're even cheaper than that. Go listen to my podcasts. You want to you wanna attend a conference? We got something coming up in April in Toronto that's a, a workshop mastermind conference all rolled into one. Nice. Attend that. You want to be coached? 
You got Mr. Father Energy right over here who's going to love you, but kick your freaking ass until you get the result you're supposed to get, not let you be some lazy, comfortable, you know what. Mm -hmm. All right? That's the truth. And the final quality you got to have is you got to be resourceful. Tony Robbins once said, it's not the level of resources you have, it's how resourceful you are. It doesn't matter. I'm going to tell you a story from my, my life. Okay. My second last story with you a little over a decade ago, my then wife seemingly out of the blue decides she didn't want to be married to me anymore. Maybe I should have, should have seen it coming, but I didn't. Um, she kicked me out of the house. I was sleeping on my mother's couch. I had no money. It was not fun. It was not fun. You know what I'm saying? And I spiraled. I wasn't able to take care of my two sons. It was bad. I went to a um, an event. Someone paid my ticket because I didn't have any money. I saw a man do a talk. It spoke to my soul. At the end of the talk, I rushed to the stage before anybody could get to him. I introduced myself. I told him my story. And at the end of that, I said, I think I should hire you. I think I need to hire you. He said, oh, okay. He said, you need to understand that my minimum fee is $5,000 for five hours of my time. I get paid upfront in full in advance. I offer no guarantees and no refunds. Do you still want to work with me? Like, whoa. I said, I don't have that kind of money. He said, okay, I'm going to give you some free coaching. I said, free coaching. That's great. Give me free coaching. He said, it doesn't matter how much money you have. I said, it doesn't. He said, no. I said, but I thought that's all that mattered. You want $5,000 from me. I don't have. He said, look, I need to tell you something kid um i don't need your money i got 20 more people who want to work with me if you don't work with me it doesn't matter to me it makes no difference to me he said but you need to work with me you need me and if i don't work with you it will potentially be catastrophic for you he was right i didn't like hearing it but he was right so he said to me what matters isn't how much money you have, but how bad do you want change? How bad do you want change? Mm -hmm. You're sleeping on your mother's couch. Your wife has kicked you out of the house. You're unable to provide for your kids and you feel like an imposter every day. How much longer are you willing to put up with this? A day, a week, a month, a year, or a lifetime? I was like, holy fuck. Yeah. I'm like, okay. I said to him, okay, okay, okay. Um, give me a couple of days. I was a fitness trainer back then. Um, and I approached a couple of people that I've been talking to who hadn't given me an answer. And I said, look, I got good news. You're fat. You need to lose weight. And I'm broke <laughs> and I need money. Right? You're going to have a, a health event if you don't lose the weight. And if I don't get the money, I won't be able to take care of or see my kids. And I said, so here's a deal. I'm going to give you the deal of a lifetime, half price, but you got to say yes now and you got to pay me in full now. What do you say? Two guys said yes and gave me a thousand bucks each. I went to uh, see Buddy in a couple of days. We had an appointment. I was excited. Threw down the money. He said, that's great. But I said five, not two. I said, um, 
how many people, buddy, have you told this story to over the years? He said, oh, um, maybe 30, 40. I said, that many? I said, he said, yeah, yeah. I said, besides me, who else ever came back to you with any money? Not- and he said to me, oh, you are the first, the very first. I'm like, I'm the first, the very first? He goes, yeah, the first, the very first. I'm like, really, the first, the very first? He goes, yeah, the first, the very first. I said, look, take my money. I'll sign a contract saying I'll pay you the rest within 30, 60 days, whatever the case may be. And um, lo and behold, this is the crazy, funny part about it. The rest is history. Mm -hmm. I made six figures in less than six months. I paid him back early because I badly wanted change. Yeah. And someone listening to this, how bad do you want change? That's exactly it, isn't it? You have to want it. Otherwise, you're not going to go and do what it takes to find the investment you need. Find the investment you need or get resourceful, like you say. That's something that you you need to to figure out. If you don't want something badly enough, you're never going to get to where you want to be. You're never going to get to where you want to be. I'm sure you'll know as a fitness coach as well, the people that, that say they want it are the ones that take action. Um, otherwise, they can't go off the rails. They're not disciplined. They don't see results, and then they fall off the wagon. It's a fact. It's a fact. So, that's so I got one last, I got one last a, story. Go for it. I was going to say, that was an amazing story of, you know, the sheer desire and resilience that you must have built from that as well. It was great. It was great. Um, now, here's the thing. This is my final story. And this is why everybody needs to have um, coaching and to take action. Mm-hmm. There was a woman who was introduced to us about five years ago. She was a country director for Canada for one of the world's largest and oldest personal development firms. She was a rock star. But she felt she wanted to bring someone to help her run the company. So she brought a fellow on board. And she thought he was very talented, right? And at first, everything was great. Kind of like Steve Jobs in the 80s with John Scully from, that he brought on board to Apple from Pepsi. Mm-hmm. But after about a year, their visions of the future diverged. Got a falling out. Her board of directors sided with him and kicked her out of the company. Like you think about that, mm. right? How do you get kicked out of the company you started? But it happens. She was lost. She was bereft. She was floating in the river. And um, anyways, within um, a little while, she was introduced to us. I work with my woman, wonderful lady. And she told us her story and, you know, we loved her. and. We gave her all our heart. We found out what was wrong in her thinking. We helped her clarify her thinking. We helped her get clear on her ideal client, on her message, all that stuff. And um, anyways, within just a short, short period of time, she started to get results. In her first month, she made $10,000 in profit. Her second month, she made $12,000. Her third month, she made $18,000. But in her fourth month, she went crazy and she did $62,200. Wow. 
that figure will become relevant in a moment. She's from Ottawa. I'm from Toronto. It's a five-hour drive. My son plays football. He's a center back. Um, and he, at the time, he was just a young 12-year-old kid. And he had a tournament in Ottawa, so we went there to play. And I called her up. She has a son, my son's age. I said, hey, how would you and your boy like to come watch my, my son play? And we can hang out and, you know, we can just relationship building, right? From a business mm -hmm. point of view, very smart. And she said, that sounds great. So she came and she did all that. And everybody had a good time. And then we went home. Now, a few weeks later, we did one of our quarterly branded thought leader immersion workshops. You know, earlier I told you we, we've got our program and this is the one we start with. Yeah. So she was there. She was in our year-long program. And um, amazing thing about it all was that um, we do a registration opportunity so people find out how they can continue to work with us. And how we do it is I call on our people to share their experience. I don't pitch. Right? Mm -hmm. So some of our people uh, usually do that, and that's very effective. So I called who would like to share, and she didn't wait to be called on. She just bounded on stage and knocked me over almost and said, me. I'm like, okay, great. She gets up. She's facing the audience. She's a very charismatic uh, woman, you know, attractive, high energy, all of that. And as soon as she gets on, I'm, I'm standing behind her. So I see her shoulders kind of going like this. I'm like, what's going on? And then I hear sniffle. I'm like, is she crying? Like in my head. Why is she crying? And I'm calm on the outside, but inside I'm freaking out, right? I'm like, what did I do? Yeah. <laughs> now men are when a woman cries, like we, we can't handle it, right? It's like... Uh, <laughs> um, it's your superpower to turn us into like jelly and pipe, right? Um, so my yeah. lady comes on stage and gives her a box of tissue. She blows her nose and she says to me, Nikki, you didn't know this, but when um, you and your little son came to visit with me and my little son in Ottawa, my little son asked me, mommy, mommy, who are we going to go meet? You know how little boys are. They get all excited about things. And she said, oh, sweetie, we're going to go see Nikki Baloo and his son. And she said, all of a sudden, sudden my sweet little boy became very quiet very serious and said oh mommy are we going to get to meet the man who saved our family oh that's giving me goosebumps now natalie i am a masculine old school man i don't cry in public i'm nobody's idea of a snowflake you know what i mean yep i'm old school i cried like a little boy i hugged her we cried everybody clapped i mean and she said you didn't know this but when we first came to you the bank was about to foreclose on our home we had to paid our mortgage in months and i was like mm. right and she said um you literally helped us save our family and she also said, and by the way, my husband and I were fighting in front of the kids every day like cats and dogs. And they were afraid, and I was afraid that we were going to break up. I was going to lose my precious family. You literally saved us. You saved my family. 
Now, I need you to understand this. This was not a setup. She did this, right? When she left the stage, we handed out the registration forms. Normally, some people fill it out and say, yes, I'm in. Some other people say, no, I'm not in. And some people need a conversation. Mm -hmm. There were eight people in the room. And you understand this is our year-long program is high ticket. It's high ticket. Everybody filled out the form and signed up on the spot. Wow. On the spot. And I I could not have set this up if I had tried. It would not have worked. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but I realized that, you know, God intends for me to be of service to some people. Mm-hmm. And that's really what he wants me to do. That's me an opportunity to be of service to someone just like this woman that's amazing when you think about the way which you do change people's lives and the the course and the trajectory that they're on it's a very very empowering feeling for yourself and knowing that you know knowing that story there's probably so many other people out there as well that think the same thing and haven't said anything yeah exactly so th- that obviously gives you more confidence in what you do and the way that you put things forward. It does. Yeah. It does. So that's your, this is your true passion and purpose in life. You know what? God, um, God has something for all of us. And I think we're all meant to serve. And I think I'm meant to be of service to the entrepreneur. The entrepreneur is society's greatest heroes. And they need people to stand for them just like anybody else. Yeah, I love that. I think that's a beautiful way to to bring this to a close. And thank you very much for your time. There's been a lot of great information and stories shared there. And if you could leave people with one tip to be more confident in themselves, what would it be? Get out of your comfort zone every day say yes to things that are deliberately uncomfortable that's what you got to do yeah yeah i totally totally 100 percent agree with that and where can people find you follow you online stalk you because online stalking is okay just not in person <laughs> nikki baloo on amazon nikki baloo any social media if you want to jump on a phone call with me uh go to ecircleacademy.com forward slash appointment and just say, I want change bad. We'll do a phone call. Brilliant. Thank you. I'll make sure everything's in the show notes. Thank okay. you so much. Um, I hope you've enjoyed this conversation as much as I have. I have. Excellent. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening, subscribing, downloading, sharing with your friends, family, loved ones, and even the people that you don't like because sharing is caring and everybody needs some help. <laughs> Thank you very much.